everyone, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All, All Things Melanin, Melanin Podcast. Where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. So you guys, today <laughs> we have with us a special guest, Jay Colby. So Jay is a writer, journalist, and entrepreneur. Jay founded the Black Detour to not only change the often negative perception of black people in mainstream media, but to create a space where black people can voice their opinion freely. He is a college graduate and has dedicated his life to helping the disenfranchised. So, Jay, I gotta ask, what's popping? What's new? <laughs> what's happening? How you feeling? Hi, Jay. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm so excited to be on the show today to yeah. talk a little bit more about the Black Detour and what we're trying to do. We're just trying to change the narrative black people in this country because we know it ain't always been positive but mostly ain't been positive That's so true. we're just trying to do, start something new change the narrative and focus on our community and our people right that's that's great because you said you have a platform to make sure that people have somewhere to go to to um something to look forward to you know and be aware at the same time of what's really going on yes because we need those platforms because a lot of times the mainstream outlets we're not even representative or people who are there are just a face. You know, they don't really have a voice to speak up and speak authentically to themselves. That's true. You know, so we want to have a space that we can also be honest, brutally honest at times, you know, because yeah. we want to speak the truth. Right, because you can't change anything if, if no one's honest about what's happening, right? So, yes, that's true. So we appreciate, I mean, we love the platform. We love partnering with you guys. I mean, we're just really glad to be a part of it as well. Appreciate it. So... Jay, are you ready for this? I don't think you're ready for the All Things Melanin Project. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. So we want to talk to you, now that we have a male perspective on the show, um, is dating and relationships, okay? So we really want to talk about conditional versus unconditional love. So nine times out of ten, love and intimate relationships are conditional because someone does something that we consider a deal breaker. Um, so from that point, do you feel the relationship is over or will never begin? So, you know, give us your opinion on that. So I feel like, you know, any intimate relationship that's under, you know, American society or standards can, can only be conditional. It cannot be unconditional. It cannot have unconditional love because everybody has their conditions or certain things you have to do where they will not be with you. Or if you do, don't follow those rules or those set of standards that they set the relationship with him. So that's I feel like true. everybody... They might not be honest about it, but everybody has conditions. Right. Yeah. What do you think, Shelby? Um, I'm, like, torn and torn. I feel like, so, if I'm just, like, casually dating or I'm just getting to know a person and different things like that, I would definitely say it's conditional. Like, to the fullest. Like, I got, like, I got conditions and all that different stuff. But I feel like once I get, like, in that intimate, I hate saying the word ride or die because that really annoys me when people say that. <laughs> but... <laughs> When you get to that kind of mindset in your relationship, figuratively speaking, that's right or die, like you're all in, it's all or nothing, I feel like it's a little bit more unconditional um, in terms of love and staying and working it out. Of course, I feel like you have to have your deal breakers and your conditions because there are just some things that you're not, you're not going to stand for or you can't stand for in relationships such as, you know, mental abuse, lying, cheating, and all those different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. But excluding that, once I feel like I'm in the intimate part, like I said, I hate the word ride or die, but it's the unconditional ride or die type of love Yeah. for me. I would look at it from the person. Like, 
It's because I would want somebody to love me unconditionally. Like, despite the fact that I don't put my toothpaste top back on my toothpaste. Like, you still have to love me or not. So, but, but, I mean, no. But seriously, I look at, I would like to, to know that somebody loves me despite all my little quirky or my flaws or my bad temper sometimes or whatever it is. Yeah. I would want I would want to think that that is unconditional for that person. But yeah. of course, if they mentally abusing you and all that, of course, and that's something that you got to cut off. But I really feel like, as for me too, is giving a person unconditional love. I'm going to love you despite, you know, you may get on my nerves. Yep. You may, I don't like your attitude sometimes, yep. but I still love you. I'm still going to help you out. I'm still yep. going to be there for you. So that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. So. I think we got to define what conditional actually means and what unconditional, because what both of you all described is basically saying that, of course, you described just regular relationship issues. Well, I think we're talking about conditional is saying, like, for example, you want a man who makes this type of money, or you want a man to be this type of provider, or you want a man to do certain expectations that you have. Not not, not necessarily his personality traits, but his necessarily, yeah. like, what you expect him to be and, and show up as a man. That's true. So that's that's true. what we're talking about, conditional. Not exactly saying, okay, he's going to do some weird stuff. Or do, you know, everybody has those things. That just oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. So you're saying unconditional would be more like if he... You're going to love regardless. Like, for example, if you had a man and he went down on his luck, this happens a lot of time relationships. He was up and he fell down. Yeah. He lost his job, didn't have money, couldn't find another job that's equal pay or, you know, close to the same pay that he was at at that time. So now he goes, drops another tax break. And now you live in a different lifestyle. And now you start looking at him differently. He's like, well, I expected this expectation. You, you promised me this. You said we was going to be on this level. And now we're not. And I don't see you progressing on to the next, you know, the next thing or you ain't moving. Because a lot of women, y'all move real fast. And sometimes men, we move slow. You know, we don't move as fast as y'all like. I so like, you come on. You need, to, you need to come on with it. Like, what you doing? That's and so true. then it, it can become a conflict in a relationship. It's like, what you doing? You sitting down. It's been two years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you're not on this level again no more. Like, you ain't even, and even if you try to get on there, sometimes even if you try to get on back on the level, you just didn't make it. Sometimes that can be a deal breaker because I've seen this every time. Yeah. And the relationship's over. Yeah. I can definitely see what you're saying, where you're coming from. I can definitely agree with that. I will say that I haven't had to, me personally, I haven't had to be in that situation where, um, I've had to pick up the slack for anyone else because even though I've been in relationships, I'm not married. So it's always been me taking care of me, you know, but what I can say is that I have seen those type of scenarios that you just said, um, that you spoke about, um, in my family, like with, um, my parents or my aunts or my uncles or different things like that. And I've had very honest conversations with my parents. With my mom, especially my parents have been married for 29 years. So I always am very intrigued by how do you make it last? You know what I mean? Like, how do you make it last? What do you do? And all that different stuff. And one of the conversations that my mom and I had recently was she was talking about a lot of people want the wedding, but they don't want the marriage because it's so much hard work. And when we got to talking and sharing and different things like that, she shared with me there were times when she had to pull all the weight because of things that are, that were occurring in life when my dad necessarily couldn't pull the weight just because of job circumstances being laid off, the economy and different things like that. And those were things that I didn't know or I was aware of. But when my mom started talking to me and we started having those conversations like the scenario that you brought up, brought up and different things like that, it made me start to think about things that I hadn't even thought about, you know, when um, dating or 
you know, dating or looking for a mate and different things like that, that if that person got down on their look, like, am I going to love that person enough and stick by that person enough to pull the weight until they can pull their own weight? You know what I mean? So I definitely get what you're saying. And from my perspective, I have been through that before where things were all good. And then all of a sudden he just like some bad luck struck him down. And of course we had a long, 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 long history. So of course I was going to be there for him. But I will say, as a woman, that's kind of what we do. It's like we always feel like we want to be the nurturer or the one to fix it or the one to help him or the one, okay, it's okay, baby. And But at the same time, it does get exhausting. I will say that. But that doesn't mean that I loved him any less. That doesn't – it's just at one point, as a woman, you do have to – okay, maybe unconditional. But I do have to look at myself and be like, okay, am I going to be able to put up with this yeah. forever? Yeah. And so it does get kind of tricky with those intimate relationships. <clears throat> so I think that was good. Yeah, but I think that in relationships, that's just bound to happen. There are going to be times where as women, like the male may have to pull all the weight. And there are going to be times as women that we have to pull all the weight. And I think that a lot of people don't think like that. Mm-mm. Or a lot of people don't understand that. And a lot of people get really afraid and scared when that point in the relationship comes and I feel like that's when you see people run or break away or you see that their love isn't the type of love that you thought it was or it was gonna be exactly the true test of love when you go through some things let me tell you that (laughs) (laughs) but what would y'all say about somebody not just going down and looking that way but they change as a person right so like when you first met them you might have been in college they might have been a certain type of person but they evolved to a different person I see that happens a lot too, like just evolving as you grow and and they kind of grow apart. So would you still love that person if they changed the person you met them as? You know, because you met them and they was a Christian and as they grew, they became, you know, they stopped maybe going to church or, you know, they evolved to something else, another religion. So with that, you know. That's, yeah, that's real deep right there because honestly, I feel like I would still have love for them or love them, but if it comes to a point where it's where, like you say, you're in a different religion you just quit on god or whatever because that's one of my deal breakers is you have to believe in jesus christ like and if you don't then there's no the, no way that we can build anything that's just how i so believe. they had to be a christian they had to be a christian or just believe in jesus because you would have to you would have to be both you would have to believe in jesus okay. christ and have your own personal relationship with him and then i feel like if you ever get to a point to where you just um uh, just say you don't do that anymore, I would still have love for you because of that's just the kind of person that I am. I, I love people. I don't, I'm not, just like anybody down the street, if I become a friend to them yeah. and they are they don't believe in the same thing that I believe, I'm still going to be, you know, love that person. You know what I mean? It's, but it's different when you're in an intimate relationship and you're trying to build a life partner. You have to be on the same page in that kind of way. Definitely agree. So, so basically you're saying that you wouldn't even entertain or talk to anybody on that level, if they wasn't a Christian. So if they was like, they was, was a Islam, or they was a different religion, but they might have believed in God, but they don't believe in the same way you do. You just kind of, you got to be Christian. Yeah. That's yeah, I'm going to second that okay. one. Yes. Okay. I, you got to be the King James version, huh? Okay. <laughs> 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 Can't even be the new edition. got to be King James. Okay. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, with that being said, I mean, we could talk about dating and relationships all day long. Sure could. But um, <laughs> we're going to keep it moving. The next section we're going to talk about is the journey. So, Jay, this is where we talk about, you know, 
our experiences and building our brand with all things melanin and the business side and maybe some things we've learned or, you know, the reality of what it really takes to actually build a brand and, and a platform and things like that. So with the journey, we just want to talk about the reality of turning an idea into a reality, a profit, a business, like actually executing those those goals and dreams and turning it into something. What do you think about that? Oh, that's one of the hardest things for any business, right? To make money. I mean, yeah. a lot of people, especially millennials, I mean, we have a lot of great ideas, but to make the money part is always difficult, right? Yeah. To make money, to actually make it profitable, to make it, you know, actual business, right? Not just something you go on fun or something that, you know, you actually, you know, actually make money, you can actually do it full time, because that's mainly what we all want to do. Yeah. We do whatever we love to do full time, so it's very difficult, and it's something that it's a journey for us every day. You know, yeah. something we always focus on trying to figure out different, you know, different ways to make money and unique ways, I guess, that you wouldn't think is traditional ways to make money. Not necessarily in the sense of, you know, selling a product and, you know, receiving money for payment that way, but just different, you know, yeah. revenue streams. So. Yeah. So, so one thing that I want to ask you that I'm really fascinated with. So when you were, when you came up with the idea for the Black Detour and different things like that, how did you take that or go about taking that from an idea to, you know, getting that out in front of people to be a voice in different things like that? So basically, I was very strategic. So I come from a very unique background when it comes to business because okay. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Before I knew I wanted to be a journalist, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I was always into business. Even though I never had a business, but I was always into research and business and knowing about it, especially in college. Yeah. So when I wanted to start the Black Detour, I was like, I knew I had an idea. I knew it was something that was good, but I didn't know how people saw wreck to it. Because, yes, you can have an idea, but just people have to like it. You know, especially if you're trying to deal with platforms and, so, you know, social media, it's good to have people to actually, you know, like what you're doing. That's true. So I took that path, and I started the social media before, I even, before we even started, you know, the actual publication. Before we even, you know, did that, we started social media to see how people react to what we were doing. Because we knew our topics and what we wanted to discuss was a little deeper than what the average, you know, stuff you see on social media, right? Because right. you know, social media supposed to be fun, fights, you know, drama, deal, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or people just talking about relationships, or how they tie to their boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever. So <laughs> that's what you see on social media all the time. So it's like, yeah, that's what you see. this type of content, you know, actually work? Like, you think it would work. You would like talking about it, but, you know, would it work on the actual, you know, larger scale? So that's what we did, you know, at first just to see how people would, you know, react to it. And we grew fairly quickly because I, I believe on Instagram, in maybe three or four months from starting Instagram, we had 10,000 followers. That's that amazing. God. I, I believe that was just God doing that. But of course, some of yeah. some of the things, but I believe that was what would happen because it just happened so fast, you know. Yeah. Put it out there. We were strategic with it. We had, you know, we had a social, you know, a plan. But, you know, yeah. just because you got a plan, no man's going to come through. Right. That's true. So, <laughs> we had a plan and put it in place and we grew so quick. So that's when I knew that I had something. You know, and I feel like, you know, this is my purpose, so probably guy guy will push it too, but also yeah. along with the plan that we did. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that I believe, and I tell Erica this all the time, and we say it all the time, is that when you walk in your purpose, like, God will go ahead of you, and he will make a way out of no way, and the people will come. Like, if you're authentic and you're doing what you're supposed to come, like, everything else will come. Like, so that's definitely amazing and, you know, how you grew and built that. And one thing, and so when we came across you all and different things like that, and we were going through and um, reading some of the articles and the posts and the different things like that, one of the things that I really, really liked is that you all weren't afraid to have, you know, very upfront, 
honest, controversial topics because a lot of people won't do that. So I think that, you know, there's a need for that, especially living in a day and time that we live in now because nobody's talking about it. A lot of people are sugarcoating, the, you know, what's going on or they're skimming over it or they're saying, you know, really basic thoughts and topics. And if that's them, that's them. But I think that that's one of the things that really, really drew me to you all because I hadn't, I hadn't seen like somebody just really go in and be honest about it. And that's something we definitely need. And I think that a lot of people crave that. They just didn't know, you know, where to get that or where to read that until you all came along. Yeah. And I, I definitely feel like we, we, we feel it and we're going to feel a hope that needs to be talked about deeper discussions. You know, a lot of times black people, black people, we, we kind of search those stuff. Oh, man, that's crazy or that's whatever. But we got to actually dive into stuff that's going to affect us and affect our kids going forward. If we have kids or just our future. Yeah, Especially exactly. Millennials, it's yeah. going to affect us going down the line. So we need to be aware of what this country is doing because we know Statistically, black people as collective as at the bottom of every statistical category that mm-hmm. quantifies success in America. Yeah. So you got to take that in, you know, as serious. So yeah. Just because individuals are doing well, as collective, we don't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why it's amazing that you guys have the platform to make, like you, like we say, you made your idea into a reality, and now look where it's taking you, you know? Yeah. Um, which is amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So... But y'all got an amazing platform too. Let me just say that on the radio. Thank you. Y'all got a great platform. Oh, I actually, we, when we actually they actually uh, brought me your platform because you know they bring different things to my attention all the time just to get me to check it out. Yeah. And they told me about uh, you know all things better. And I started looking. I said, okay. I started listening to it. They actually, make, you know, they actually pretty good. Cause sometimes you know they send me stuff. I'd be like, all right now. <laughs> it was actually pretty. It actually was refreshing because it was unique. You know, it wasn't just like everybody. You know, guys. They sent me a lot of guys of blogs. Because me and Shelby, like you kind of said, like there was a need for your platform. So we felt like there was no black girls, I'm just saying, black girls that looked like us, that were out here trying to be motivating and trying to be positive and trying to tell people, look, there's better out there for you. You don't have to just settle for, you know, your, your nine to five. There's actually something you can do with your passions and your gifts. Yeah. There was, I couldn't find nothing. I'm sure there's maybe some out there, but that target black girls that are, Young like us that aren't celebrities. It's cool to go to a celebrity and be like, oh, yeah, she can do it. I can do it. But what about the people that are really out here trying to do it? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's really what motivated us, too, is to be, be like you said, something different or refreshing. So we still rocking with this journey. So. <laughs> it's a journey. You got to follow on your purpose. Yes. So with that being said, like with the journey, we also have um, – a mentor moment. So this question kind of goes in with the journey and I want you to tell people what is your opinion about this on how do you stay motivated when it appears that everything, you know, things aren't working out or going your way because that's very real when you're trying to go through a journey of building a business or something. So what's your advice on that? I guess guess like my testimony is there. Well, it's kind of actually recently just with testing my motivation I guess on my, you know, Mm-hmm. to keep going forward. So basically, earlier this summer, we had an article on the Black Beach that went viral. And that sounds great to everybody. Ooh, it's amazing. Like, those viral. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sharing it. I shared it over 400,000 times. You know, yeah. crazy. Wow. But it ended up crashing our website. 
Wow. Um, so we wasn't able, we wasn't equipped for that. So we ended up having to shut down for two weeks. Oh. And during the two-week process, we was getting told that we might not be able to come back. Oh, just talking to different developers, and they were selling the cost of different things, and it was very discouraging. Yeah. But through that two-week process, we really wasn't posting on social media. We was, but we wasn't really posting on social media like we was before. Yeah. And I, I know some people that's like kind of where we went. So we kind of just disappeared in the deep of the night. You know, kind yeah. of, we just, we were there one day, and it, it, was just, it wasn't nothing there. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that, that really hurts my spirit, because it's like something I've been building, I've been staying up late, I've been, you know, after I get off work, I go to this, or after I, you know, yeah. at work, sometimes working on it, you know, probably ain't probably supposed to, but you know, working on it. <laughs> then they're work, done that doing now, yeah. so. Yeah. So, you know, me putting all my time and effort into something, and building a team and have people believe in me, that, that's a big thing to get people to believe in you. Yeah. People to believe in you, what you want to do, and then you got to tell them, like, hey, we kind of shut down right now. I really don't know when we get back, because I really didn't have ideas. Yeah. <laughs> we going to get back. So, yeah. But to answer your question about staying motivated, I just had to remember something that God told me a long time ago that I got to trust in him and stop, you know, and he going he gonna to take me down the right path. Because he, he always told me that, you know, I can do what I need to do. The fear part is just me, you know. Yeah. I can do everything I need to do. It's me that's stopping me to get to a level I want to get to. That's so I just let it go. Yeah. And then we obviously we back now and everything is good. And if we didn't have to pay the high cost, we thought we would. And, you know, everything kind of worked out later on. But for that two-week period, two-week and a half period. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was tough. Wow. Wow. That was the perfect, like, story, testimony, and what you said, like, we always rely on things, but we need to actually rely on God who even gave you the idea or the desire or the creativity to start something, because he's using you to be that platform, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we all need that kind of, you know, motivation, but it's amazing that you were still able to, to not give up. You know, because I, I yep. can't even imagine, like, the type of stress. fear or stress. I would yeah. be so stressed. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, it, was, oh it, was, it was stressful. <laughs> it was like, sometimes I ain't feel like eating. It was just like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, what I'm doing. Like, you yeah. know, then you can't even, you know, you can't even do it. Yeah. And, I, and I'm glad you said that because I really want people to know. A lot of people think, you know, when you see these platforms that have several thousands of followers that they they good they don't go through nothing they already got their oh, stuff nah. going. but it's actually oh, the more <laughs> new level new devil so it's like it's like i'm so glad that you shared that story so people can really understand like look it's not all roses you know yeah oh, nah, it's definitely not roses <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not roses uh-huh. yeah but it was interesting that you said you know you kind of had some fear because that's actually what one of the one of the words of encouragement that we have today speaks on fear. So, I mean, look, look how this is just, you know. God already knew. <laughs> He'd be knowing. So, so we want to leave you with words of encouragement. Um, so, it's the Bible verse we chose today is 2 Timothy 1.7. Um, it says, For God had not forgiven, not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So, one thing that my mom always tells me is that or not my mom but my cousin always tells me is that God didn't place fear in us we place fear in us mm-hmm. um and one of the things that I've that I've come to realize is that every time before I get ready but every time before something really really good happens for me I get really like I'm put in a situation where I'm really really fearful mm-hmm. I'm put in a situation where my faith is tested whether I want to cry or scream I'm just really dramatic or <laughs> do you know 
just not do what God told me to do. And I feel like a lot of people want to do things in their life. They have these dreams and these visions, whether, you know, it's living a certain lifestyle or going to a certain place or whatever that may be. And one thing I found is that a lot of people don't do that because they're scared. I have people ask me all the time because I'm from a really small town in the middle of nowhere. And people are like, well, Shelby, why do you do that? Or how do you do that? Or I couldn't do that because it's scary. Or I couldn't go that place because that's scary. And my mindset at this point in my life is like, why not? Yep. Like, who's stopping you? Who's telling you that? Yourself is you, you know, you can't do it. And I realized that a lot of people don't do things because they're scared. But I just feel like God didn't place that in them. I feel like people stop themselves because they're afraid of what could be. My motto in life is that I would rather say, oh, well, than what if. Yep, that's true. I would too. Because you got to yeah. keep going regardless. I feel like there's always going to be some sort of fear when you step into the unknown or you step into situations you never encountered the territory before. Of course, you're going to be kind of fearful. Like, yeah. even if I'm driving down the road in some direction I've never been before, I'll get kind of scared. I'm like, I don't know how the traffic's going to be. Like, it's <laughs> look, like it, yeah. it's, my point is, like, it can happen with really anything. Yeah. So the point is to just stay focused. You ain't supposed to be fearful. Keep it moving. It's going to work out. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Do you have anything to add or take away, Jay? Nah, I think y'all said it all. You ended it right with that little message. I appreciate <laughs> it. That was a nice little, little sermon. Well, before we leave you, with, leave you and everybody listening with a prayer, we just want to thank you for joining us today. Um, go ahead and let everybody know how they can um, join the movement of the Black Detour, how they can find your website or social media pages. Go ahead and let people know. Yeah, so you can visit our website at the Black Detour, and that's T-A-C-B-L-A-C-K-D-E-T-O-U-R.com. And you can also follow us on all social media platforms at the Black Detour. Okay. Follow him, y'all. <laughs> yes, they're legit. So we're going to leave you all with a prayer. Bow your head and close your eyes. But if you're driving, please do not bow your head. Please do not close your eyes. Just play with it and go with it. So, Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to see another day. We pray that something we said touched someone and let them know they are enough, they are worthy, and more than a conqueror. You said in your word that we can do all things through you, Lord. So we call on you to do just that. We pray that every person listening knows and understands their value. We pray that we will open doors that no man can close and go before us to protect, lead, and guide us. We don't know what each person is carrying around with them or needing, but you do. We pray you will bless them abundantly in all ways and areas in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.